Previously on the Committed Youth Podcast, we actually had a suggestion from a listener for today's episode topic, just asking about dads and maybe problems with dads. My dad, I had a good relationship with him, but he just wasn't around. Like, there were some other women, and uh, at that point, that's when uh, they got divorced. Everything, my whole world just kind of changed and got flipped upside down. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. You know, my dad was the kind of guy that nothing was ever good enough. And so you lived with this fear of, of failure, this fear of making him upset because you never knew what you were going to get. And, and the way you performed affected your relationship. Like if you had a bad game, he would he would ignore me for like days on end. And like as a kid, as a, as a teenager, like that's, that's brutal, you know. My dad just uh, pulled the grenade and we all got stuck with the shrapnel on something, metaphorically speaking. He was still there, but even though his actions weren't directed towards me, it ultimately affected the family. My dad was there, but there was no father-daughter relationship, really. I found out that he was beating my mom in the middle of the night when we were all asleep. He was cheating on her. It was just so hard to, like, what to do. We moved out of the house. Like, I had nowhere to go. And, like, now that I'm married, I'm I'm out of the house. I feel as if our relationship is getting to that father-daughter kind of thing where I forgiven him for what he's done. I pray that the Lord uses me as like someone who will easily forgive and forget and just showing that example. Welcome back to the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the High School Student Ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I am Kevin Melgar, here to let you know that we are continuing our discussion on dads from our last episode. So if you have not gotten a chance to listen to that episode, I highly recommend that you go check it out. On today's episode, I am once again joined by Jay Vallejo, Chad Bell, Matthew Herrera, and Sophia Herrera. On our last episode, they all shared a bit about their relationships with their dads growing up. On today's episode, I wanted to open up and ask you all, what would you guys say, even through your own experiences or or through what you read in scripture, how can someone move through that? I know we have people listening in who may be in similar situations to some of you guys. Maybe they've experienced emotional distance from their parents, from their dad specifically. Maybe their dad left the home. Uh, Maybe they never knew their dad growing up. All these different situations that can be, you know, deeply affecting to somebody. How would you guys say, as a Christian, should we or can we move through that? And I'll I'll throw this one to Jay first. Well, uh, just like Chad had mentioned, didn't grow up in a Christian home. And so I became a Christian at 22 years old. Like I mentioned, my relationship with my dad got better after I think he he realized, you know, what he did and he try to make those things up and again, um, being more supportive and stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, but when I came, became a Christian at 22, my, my brother and my mom had become a Christian Christian before I did. And I know that, um, you know, my parents had been divorced for a while. Um, but my dad was kind of balking at my, 
and my mom and my brother for being Christian, you know, just kind of whatever typical things like, um, you know, people make fun of Christians because they're trying to be all good and just kind of whatever. But then when I became a Christian, there's something different. Like he, he changed a little bit. He was more willing to kind of, uh, be more accepting of it. And I saw what God began to do, uh, just as I committed my life to him and, and, you know, one of the things that you read about in, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Sermon on the Mount is, is Matthew chapter five, all the way through Matthew chapter seven. And Jesus is speaking, and it's the longest message we have from Jesus. And, and he's going in and what he's attacking <clears throat> is all these uh, preconceived uh, either ideas or things that had been taught to the to the people. He's speaking to a multitude of people. And uh, the religious leaders had taught them certain things about how to conduct themselves or, or belief or whatever. And Jesus goes and tears all that apart. And so often you, you read in there and it says, you have heard it was said, but I tell you this. You have heard it was said, but I tell you this. <clears throat> and but one of the sections in Matthew chapter six that he goes and he begins to talk about what we would call the our, our Father. We might know it as that, but he uh, talks about prayer, and he and he goes through and he's and he gives us a, uh, an example of how to pray, and, and obviously don't have time to break it all down and, and to understand uh, what Jesus was actually communicating in that, but it. But it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Um, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debtors as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And that's a whole prayer. But right after that, the only thing that Jesus goes back and keys in on out of that whole prayer, there's a lot of different things about provision God being almighty and the evil one, whatever, is forgiveness. And he says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you also. But if you do not forgive others, their men, their trespasses, then your heavenly father will not forgive you yours. That's the only thing that Jesus keys in on. And those things really spoke to me as far as like, I, I I don't have an option to hold any bitterness and hold anything against whether it be my dad or anybody else. And I know that and my mom, you know, obviously was very hurt through that whole situation. And she had often told me like, look, your dad doesn't even, doesn't even come to your games. Your dad doesn't even support you. Your dad isn't whatever. And so I kind of grew up in, in those years kind of hearing that and hearing about how my dad wasn't there that, and all these things. But when I became a Christian, I knew that I I never held that against him. And when I didn't hold it against him, I saw the change in my dad. And so my dad, he was somebody that, especially when I became a pastor, uh, my dad wasn't a believer, you know, through the, those number of those years, uh, but he used to go and get my tapes Uh, back when I would teach and whatever, they'd come on tapes and, and he would go and purchase those tapes. And then he would go and hand them out to his friends. And he, would do those things. And he used to call me and say, Hey, uh, so-and-so sick. And, and, uh, could you pray 
And I saw throughout the years a change to the point at, at which at, in the end of his life, and he passed away uh, coming up on three years ago now, uh, I had that opportunity to make sure that he was uh, a believer. And I had to share with him in those last uh, days and those last hours uh, with him and to confirm that he was uh, accepting Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And, and I would have never had that opportunity uh, to be able to share those things if I had held anything against him. You know, all of us get hurt. Uh, but even the Bible uh, tells us that, you know, and if you look at the very beginning of Matthew chapter uh, 5, where it talks about the Beatitudes, where he says, blessed are you, and he keeps mentioning, um, blessed are you, if, you know, for this, and blessed are you for that, because yours is the kingdom of heaven, whatever. Uh, but he says, blessed are you if they persecute and revile against you. And, and you know, we're, we're as Christians, we're always going to go through hard times. But the Bible says that blessed are you if you if you continue to keep your eyes on the Lord and because you're able to see him work through those situations. Yeah, for sure. Chad, anything you would add to that? How we as Christians kind of react to a situation like that in that kind of tough relationship with our dads? I think, you know, I think my situation is a li- little bit different in the sense of, like I had, a, there was a number of years, um, you know, as an adult when I was probably in my late thirties where like I had no contact with my dad for four or five years. It was just a number of things that transpired in our relationship. Just weird stuff that, <laughs> that if you told somebody the story, they'd be like, he got mad about what? You know what I mean? Like, cause he, cause you didn't say hi to him at a baseball game. Like just weird stuff that that no one would think was a big deal. But, you know, when you're dealing with certain people, like certain things, you know, trigger them or whatever. And so, you know, as as my kids were younger and, and, and we would, you know, go around my parents, their grandparents, and I would see how kind of my dad would treat my mom. I was, I always, you know, Heather and I would talk and I would say, you know, like, I don't want our kids to be around this kind of toxic relationship that their grandparents have and, and them to think that it's normal for a, a, a man to treat his wife that way, you know, and just some of the ways that they were interacting and, and, and for my girls to think that as a, as a woman, you know, obviously my mom being older as a woman that, that you're going to allow somebody to, to talk to you in a certain way and treat you a certain way. And so we, we kind of made, um, you know, Heather and I made a decision as, as parents to, to limit interaction, um, between our kids and their grandparents. And that's hard, right? Cause it's like, I mean, what kids don't want their grandparents, you know, to be, to be a part of their life and what, what parents don't want you know, their parents to be a part of their kids' lives, you know? So, you know, really a weird dynamic. And there was a number of years where, you know, based on, I remember being at my cousin's wedding, just, I don't even know how many years ago. We sat at a table, my family and my mom and dad, and we went the entire night and my dad didn't say a single word to my entire family. Right. And it's like, what do you do in that situation? So it was like, all right, then obviously he wants no relationship, nothing to do with our family. And that's fine. So I don't, you know, for me, there really never was like, I can honestly say there was never like bitterness. There was really never any need to forgive because the, the reality and the truth of it was I didn't know what the problem was. Like 
I didn't know what we had, like if we had done something wrong or I, I didn't know, like, I didn't know if there was some mental like illness or something. I really had no clue. And so, so, so like I said, a number of years went by, you know, you know, Garrett, my oldest son, who's turning 20 now in a couple of weeks, which is crazy to think, but this is when, from when he was like maybe 10 till about he was 14, 14, 15, somewhere in there, maybe 14. And so we had no contact. And I remember it was a, uh, it was father's day and Jay would probably know the year because he knows weird stuff like this, but it was, it was, it was father's day. And we were leaving on Father's Day to go to Havasu for a youth retreat. Do you remember what year that would have been? I don't remember. I don't remember what year. I I, I just remember we we were we were leaving church on a, on a Sunday morning. Obviously, Father's Day is Sunday, and we were going to Havasu, whenever that was. So probably six seven years ago. And I just remember the Lord like telling me like you need to reach out. And again, this is after mm-hmm. years of no communication, no communication with my dad. And um, and so I called and. And left a message and and wouldn't you know as I'm driving a church van through the desert <laughs> he calls right and so and it was like I just said you know listen and the message was basically like like if I did something wrong I apologize and if if you think that I think you know like I forgive you like whatever like I didn't know so it was just kind of like cover all your bases kind of kind of converse well message and and I'm not gonna sit here but oh it's been great ever since because it's not it's weird like <laughs> It, you know, when you have long periods of time of no communication and, and, and relationships within the family continue to grow and develop outside of you, it's just weird, right? Like that dynamic is never going to be the same, but it's okay. It is what it is, right? So I don't sit here and, 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 and cry over what I missed. I don't cry about what could have been. I sit here and think, okay, the Lord has a plan for me. The Lord has a plan for my dad and my whole family, my mom, my sister, my brother, their, their families. Like the Lord has a plan. This is what it is. This is what it is. And so what have I learned from it? Where, how have I grown? How have, how has the Lord, you know, you know, put me through these things to, to test me and to, to see how I'm going to react. I don't know. You know, I don't, I, I just look at it kind of differently in a sense of, you know, it's where the Lord has me. And, and, and it was funny that Jay was sharing out of, out of Matthew chapter five and six, because I remember again, one of those years, um, when I wasn't having, you know, when I wasn't talking to my dad. So this years ago, I remember being at church on a Sunday morning and, and we used to back in the day and Jay, Jay might remember this. It might've been when he was around, but we would have prayer before service, first service. Mm-hmm. Like they would invite a group of people and we'd come and we'd pray. And I remember being in like one of those kids classrooms that, that's now like the palm room or cedar room or whatever. And I remember, you know, there was a whole group, maybe 30, 40 people in there and everyone's praying it's father's day. And, and I remember the Lord putting on my heart, you know, Matthew chapter six, verse 26, where it says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. And are you not of more value than they? And I remember the Lord putting that on my heart, opening my Bible while people were praying and sharing that verse. And just like, that was like confirmation. Like it's, it's again, it's, I don't want to sound cliche, but the Lord is my heavenly father. Like I don't, I would never, my wife is funny. Like, always be like, you know what? Like I don't, during those years, it was like, I don't need a relationship with my dad. And she's always like, you're crazy. You're going to call, you know what I mean? She's always like, yeah, you're going to, you're, you're every, every boy and, and girl for that matter, every kid, even as they grow into adults, wants a relationship with their dad, you know? And so she used to always tell me that. And I used to say, no, I'm good. Like 
God's got me. Like my heavenly father is more, and, and, and it's so true. And it's not cliche because he cares for everything out there. How much more does he care for us? Right? Like, like our heavenly father who will never ignore us, who will never let us down, who will never be disappointed when we don't, you know, have a game that's up to his standards or never, never be, you know, get all for lack of a better term, butthurt if we don't say hi to him or something like that. Like, like that is the father that, that, that I look to and that I find acceptance and I'm looking for acceptance with not, it's, it's really, I'm not looking for that with my earthly father. And so what that's done for me as, as you know, now in my mid forties and my kids all grown is like, like I'm good with whatever, like, it's crazy. My parents moved away a couple a year, year and a half ago. Like my dad calls me now all the time. Like he's never in my life called me more than maybe a handful of times. And he's the one initiating conversation. Like, it's weird. Like, I don't even, when, it, when I see, when I see pops come up on my phone, I'm like, what the heck? Like, what does he want? Like, honestly, it's sad. But the first thing I think is, oh my gosh, someone is like dying or someone is in like, there's something bad has happened. Like, that's what comes into my head, which that's a bummer. And, and it's, I'm getting away from that, but I mean, it's, 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 it's grown. And so now. I'm not going to sit here and say it's all good. It's not all good, but it is all good in the sense of I don't look to him for acceptance. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't regret what has been missed out on. I don't like God has it this way and this is the way it's going to be. And, 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 you know, my dad and, and Jay, you'll remember this, you know, my dad's not a believer. My dad's hard hearted, man. He's, he's a stubborn old dude. and, and he got in a real bad car accident years ago. And I remember being in the hospital with him and, and my brother came and then like, I was, I was there the whole time. And then he was even at the hospital a couple of years ago, right here at, at St. Jude. And, and it was like, I was the one there, my brother and sister who they're not saved and they have closer relationships with him. They weren't there. And Jay, you remember when my dad got out of the hospital after the car accident, like Jay and I were the ones to drive to the hospital to pick him up, to take him up to, to Wrightwood where they lived and, and get him into the house and, and, and carry him. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad is not a little dude, man. He's always like, <laughs> he might be pushing four bills, dude. Like he's a big yeah. cat. And, but we were able to pray with him and like, some, you know, things that, that, that I've never had the opportunity to do because when I first got saved, he, he straight up, we were at dinner one night and I, I want, I was so like, you know, you get saved, man. It's like, I want to tell everybody. And I was telling my family and he looked me in the eye and he said, it's good for you. I don't want to hear about it. Don't ever talk to me about that again. And so, you know, as an 18 year old kid, it's like, what do you do? That's your dad, right? Like, I'm not going to, I respect that. I mean, I, I don't respect it in a sense of like, you need this or else you're going to hell kind of respect, but like, I'm not going to disobey what he's, what he's asking. And so, as the years have gone and then situations like this, like I've been able to pray with them. And, and even when he, you know, we were sick a couple of years ago in St. Jude, I was able to go to the hospital and pray with them. And so it's, it's been good, you know, it's been good, but, but for sure, like, you know, being able to look to the Lord and say, say that is my father. Like that is my heavenly father. Like no matter what happens on earth, like I love my dad. Um, and I always will, but no matter what happens with relationships or whatever, like it's God's plan. And so, I don't even know if that answered your question, Kevin. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it is what it is, bro. Shocker that I don't answer a question. So, um, 
Well, I, I guess the whole point is like my situation is a little bit different, right? Like when we talk about having, you know, like as you know, most of the time people get older and they mature and then relationships get better. Mine kind of went not very good to really bad. And then to now on the mend, you know, later in life, be patient, man. Just be patient, keep praying. And, and that's, that's really what the Lord has shown me over all these years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good stuff, Chad. Thank you. For sure. I think, you know, a couple of things to point out from what you said. I, I love the the whole idea of like the heavenly father versus our earthly fathers. Like you said, right? God is, God is great. God is perfect. And really nobody's dad is going to be perfect because no person is perfect. And obviously some people have rougher times than others, but it's always good to know that God is never going to let us down. And the other thing too, that I thought was interesting in what you were saying was just the whole idea of that there was that separation. I think sometimes there either needs to be separation or it's out of our control. I guess like in your case that the separation just exists or, or maybe like you said, you even needed to put that distance for the sake of you and, and your kids and your family. I think sometimes that does happen. Uh, I remember, <laughs> I, I feel like I've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, Matt teaching a study on forgiveness and the difference between a forgiveness that uh, releases bitterness from your heart and a forgiveness that fully restores a relationship you know, they're kind of two different kinds. And it's possible, like you were saying, Chad, that you can forgive someone and not hold that bitterness against them, but maybe not necessarily have to step back into that relationship if there are certain things going on that may not be healthy. So I think that's that's definitely something to note, to keep in mind. You know, sometimes boundaries still need to exist in certain situations. And I mean, I don't know the situation of everybody listening in, but for sure, that that does in some cases need to happen, and and we definitely you know encourage anybody who's going through it, like Matt was saying earlier, right? The situations we go through, I think sometimes we tend to think that we're the only ones going through them, or that nobody's going to understand, or that people are going to judge us, or or what have you. But I think the important thing is to reach out and and to get some encouragement, some help, or whatever situation you might be going through. But Matt and Sophie, what about you guys? Just just in looking at as Christians having a relationship with a dad that may have been less than ideal, how do we kind of move through that? How can we deal with that? What would you guys say out of, out of scripture, or your own experience? Um, it's funny that um, Jay went Matthew five through seven and then Chad went Matthew six. Cause what stood out to me was in Matthew seven. Um, <laughs> when you brought up the topic of dads, it says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake. If you then, though you are the devil, though you are the devil, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. <laughs> and then it says, um, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And so I was thinking about that verse because as Sophia was saying with her dad earlier, through everything he's done to harm their family. He still is looking to give her money. I guess maybe gift giving is his love language or my dad. Um, I asked for batteries for Christmas and he gives me AirPods. It goes back and it says people who are evil still know how to give good gifts and how much more your heavenly father knows how to give good gifts to his children. And it stood out to me because throughout everything that Sophia and I have been through, it speaks to her testimony for the forgiveness aspect, but also the Lord hears what's on your heart. So if 
you're again, somebody who's listening, going through something difficult with family, know that your heavenly father, he's listening to you and uh, he hears what you're going through. And you might think that nobody's listening to you or it's overlooked, but it's not. So yeah, that's why that those verses stood out to me for this topic, Sophia. Speaking about the heart, I think during that time that I was going through not living with him and all the horrible things that happened, I wanted him to change so quickly. And that's just, that's not possible. <laughs> but um, I just, you know, I just was like, okay, what what's something that I can do to fix, to be able to help with the situation for myself or just fix me in any way. And so I was just, you know, I just pleaded out to the Lord. I said, please, Lord, fix my heart and my eyes to see my father not as evil and to just allow myself to give him grace because that's that was a really hard thing for me. And after I've I asked the Lord that it's slowly I was able to start talking to my dad again and not just like look at him and be like, okay, you're just using me as just a a bait to get to my mom, you know? And yeah, that's, I guess that's the only advice I give is just to pray and really, you know, ask the Lord to fix you first to, cause that's the only way that the, the Lord's going to open your eyes to be able to forgive. So yeah, can I uh, add something real quick, real quick. That's in quotes. <laughs> um, you know, I was, I was just thinking like, you know, if there's kids or whoever, I mean, I, I say kids listen to this, students, adults, whatever. But, you know, I know there's there's been a lot of times uh, for me and, and, and maybe even maybe the rest of you guys as well. You know, Kevin, I know you're, you're you were raised in the church and I know your parents parents are awesome. And I, I know there's been a number of times when I was for sure when I was younger, you know, and just just getting involved in the church and and you would see. I would see guys my age with their dads and they'd be at church together or they'd be at men's a men's uh, study or a men's retreat. Went back in the day, we used to have retreats for the weekend and you'd have father sons. And, and I, I'll be honest, I would, there would be a bit of jealousy. It was like, man, you look at that and you're like, oh man, you know, that would be so cool to like, to have that in common. And, and, and like I said, you know, like Jay was saying, his dad came to the Lord, like, my dad's still not there. And so I still don't have that. And there's times when, when I, there is this sense of jealousy, but it's amazing though. Like for me, how the Lord has, I don't know, maybe this is the wrong term, but filled the gap. Um, Heather's best friend uh, is, is Monique, uh, me's wife, Monique. And, and her dad is Roger. And Roger has been like, you know, a father figure in my life. Like he's been around more in my life and my kid's life than my own dad has. Mm. And so it's amazing how the Lord can do those things. And so this is my encouragement. Don't, don't look at other relationships or the external in terms of in an envious way, but, but open your eyes to the people the Lord has put in your life, right? Like open your eyes to the uncles or to friends or to, you know, these different male figures that maybe the Lord has put in your life that, that, that he'll use to, to fill that gap. You know, Heather's, Heather's dad, my wife's dad, not saved, but has, again, you know, been more involved in our lives and my kids' lives than my own dad. And and we've done so much together, vacations. He's helped me pretty much rebuild my entire house with his, 
you know, skills and knowledge and stuff like that. And we've done so much together and, and God has used the, used that relationship in different relationships in my life. And so it's like, you know, practically speaking, it's easy to dwell on our situation and where we're at and like, and, and, and almost feel sorry for ourselves. But I think the Lord's encouraging us to, you know, strap up your boots, man. And like, and, 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 and look at the situation you're in and, and let God work through different, different ways in your life. I don't know. Just something you put on my heart right now. Maybe that speaks to someone. Maybe I'm just rambling again. Who knows? <laughs> Spoke to me. You guys are going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal. Did it work? No. <laughs> yes. So I see you guys as my dads. I mean, Kevin, you're my brother. But Jay and Chad, totally my dads. Uh, Jay, I think Jay, Jay's grandpa. Come on, man. <laughs> or the great uncle or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, ch- I called Jay dad this past weekend and uh, young adults and i think he was pretty weirded out but (laughs) (laughs) what's funny about that is that when i used to do junior high way back 20 years ago that uh, some of the junior hires called me grandpa (laughs) and so and and i look back and i was only like my late 20s early 30s (laughs) (laughs) it's because you're always injured yeah, yeah. That's how you limping around. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the you know, thing for everybody listening in, and you know, you're going through difficult things. Just uh, some of the things that Chad had mentioned. You know, God does fill in those gaps, and and you know, for any of us, we can look at it's, you know, it hurts deep and it's real, and we can look at our own situation and be like, oh man, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. And you can let that s- sit in your your heart. There's two aspects to it. Number one is just as Chad had mentioned, God's able to fill in those gaps. God himself fills in those gaps. And then he uses others to kind of fill in some of those gaps. And so uh, there might be others that you create you know, good relationships with and, and God will fill those, uh, those needs. He knows you're hurt. He knows the things that you're going through and he'll help to fill those needs and give you that comfort and that direction that you need because you can't control we can't always control how you know someone's going to respond, uh, how our fathers uh, are going to respond, and if they respond, like in Chad's case, you know, where his dad really didn't seek out a relationship, and you know, for many years, and just different things like that. Uh, but then on the other part is that you can win your parents over. God can use you to win your parents over if you continue to stay faithful. Just I believe even in my case, in my brother's case, uh, my oldest brother, we're both believers, even my mom, and we're all believers. And my dad saw that and there was something that he couldn't deny you know, as years went on. He couldn't deny the realness and and it wasn't because we became all religious and we got all weirded out, um, but he just saw that there was a genuineness and he appreciated that. Uh, I remember when he would come over you know, we'd have, say, a family gathering, it'd be Christmas or Thanksgiving, we we're going to be eating, or even a birthday or something like that. And, and we'd, I would say, hey, let's, uh, we're going to pray. And, and it would be kind of awkward for him. And he would already like be grabbing his plate to start eating. And, but after a couple of years, when we would gather together, he would be the one saying, oh, are, are we going to pray? And, you know, he would be like grabbing, you know, the kid's hands or something like that. And, 
And so you saw how God worked in that. And I believe that just as we, you know, the Bible tells us that love covers a multitude of sin. We continue to love and we continue to love and, and trust that that love is going to, going to take care of some of those situations and hopefully win people over. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys so much. It's all great stuff that you guys have shared and definitely appreciate you guys coming on here, sharing your experiences. You know, hopefully for those of you guys listening in, if you're still listening and, and you don't have, you know, any issues that you would look at and say, this is a big issue in my relationship with my dad, then hopefully as you're listening to this, you're grateful for what you do have. Like I said, maybe nobody's dad is perfect, but at the same time, I think a lot of us have a lot to be grateful for in our relationships with our fathers. And those of you who may have a rougher relationship, or like I said before, maybe no relationship with your dad, you know, hopefully this has been an encouragement to you and and hearing some of the scriptures and some of the things that have been shared from others who have gone through less than ideal situations. Hopefully that's that's been something that that speaks to you on some level. And and like we always say, right, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody. If you catch anyone on this podcast at church and, and you have something on your heart that's heavy in regards to this, just share it with them. And we as leaders at the high school group would love to pray with anybody, would love to be there for anybody who, who may be going through a difficulty like this. And of course, you guys know how you can get in contact with us, even if you're not near our church or near our youth group. If you want to get in contact with us, if you have questions, you can feel free to, to get in contact with us. We're on Instagram. If that's an easy way for you to to reach out to us, you can find us at Committed Youth is our Instagram handle. But you can also feel free to send us an email. Uh, our email address is committedyth at gmail.com. Again, that's committedyth at gmail.com. And like I said, if you guys have questions about what we talked about today, uh, if you guys have comments or anything to share, feel free to send those in. And even if you guys have suggestions for future episodes, because today's episode all came about because of the suggestion that we got from somebody who was listening in and and wanted to hear about this topic. So feel free to send in any suggestions that you guys may have about things you want to hear us talk about here on the podcast. But with that being said, again, just want to thank everybody who's on the episode today. Want to thank all of you guys who listened in. Just want to say from all of us here on the podcast today and from all of us at Committed Youth, God bless and goodbye. All right. Take care. See you guys. God bless.